Welcome in, everybody, to the Spectrum Dive Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Fred Marvel. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Dina from Lily and Magnolia Travel. Dina is an autism mom and a certified autism travel agent. So I get to talk to Dina about her journey as an autism mom and how what led to her decision to pivot from being a traditional travel agent to a certified autism travel agent. You know, um, we go over everything like uh, helping people on the spectrum get through airports and you know, the best place, the best places to stay and how to prepare ahead of time and things like that. So it's a really um, helpful interview, especially now that school is almost done and vacation season and the summertime is almost here. So without further ado, here is my interview with Dina. Thank you, Fred, for having me on here. Um, I'm Dina Farmer and I'm a mom of an autistic wonderful, awesome <laughs> nine-year-old, and we are a military family. And um, I I didn't know that my son was autistic. Um, there, you know, there's lots of other people that have always said things like, oh, I've known since he was, you know, he or she was two or three. And right. like, I've seen things, you know, like he used to line up his cars in a perfectly lined row and he's yeah. a big time toe walker. Um, but it, there, it just wasn't like, there wasn't enough signs out there that I was like, Oh yeah, this he's, you know, he might be on the spectrum. And I've, I've taken him to, you know, see his pediatrician several times saying like, yeah. I have some concerns um, about his development. Cause he took a really long time starting to walk. He didn't walk until he was 16 months old. Um, and they kept saying, Oh, it's fine. It's normal. He's a boy. He's developing at like our, you know, whatever their scale is <laughs> to say. Yeah. Um, but uh, it wasn't until I took um, a, a trip to Turkey. Oh no, you're okay. My three-year-old just collapsed. <laughs> That's um, but it wasn't until I took a trip to Turkey where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm part Turkish and I, I'm so sorry. Alexa, stop. <laughs> of course, this is all going to happen right now. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. But I took a trip to Turkey and my family started saying that the, like the toe walking was really excessive because it was, and okay. there was behaviors that, you know, he would get upset if you would ask, like even just a tiny request, like, please go up and get, you know, a glass of water or something. Um, and I saw it, but I was like, ah, oh, well maybe, you know, he'll grow out of it or like, like that's right. a normal boy behavior or something. Um, now, how old was he at this point when you guys are, went over to Turkey? Um, he was seven years old at this point. Okay. Um, and then we took a trip to Walt Disney World. <laughs> and I don't know what it is with Disney World and kids, but <laughs> I, you know, we, we live in Colorado right now. Um, mm -hmm. And it's cold here, like nine months out of the year. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so we get to Florida and um, we're at Animal Kingdom and my son is just like, I'm really hot. I don't like the clothes that I'm wearing. The sun is right. too bright. And like the list just keeps going on and on about like how miserable he is. And then I remember him melting down at Animal Kingdom and the like the climax of the meltdown was at Disney's Hollywood Studios when we were trying to go on Tower of Terror. And oh uh, he like 
he got into line with my husband and they came back 20 minutes later. And I was like, that was a really fast ride. And he said, no, we didn't go on the ride because he was crying in line. He was so scared. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like I, you know, of course you feel guilty because you don't know what you don't know. And I just didn't like understand what was going on with him. And then, so those made me go, I've got to figure out what is happening. So finally at age eight, he was diagnosed with autism, but it took so many phone calls and so many things like, oh, he has ADHD. Oh no, it's not autism. It's, you know, this or this or this. And then finally I Mm -hmm. found a, a developmentalist that was listening to me and he was officially diagnosed with autism, ADHD, and ODD. And it was yeah, just like, that, that's, that's part of the struggle. Because, right. um, uh, similar to us at three, Alex was diagnosed with ADHD and they said he had some autistic traits, right. but not enough to put him on the spectrum. Right. And, you know, I mean, it is difficult. Like it, 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 because it's not like you can do an x-ray or a blood test mm-hmm. or something to see it. Right. It's, very i know they tr- i'm sure they try and keep the test as, as standardized as possible but it's still pretty subjective i think i think so too especially to the person that's administering the test you know yeah yeah Which now i do have a question for you though <laughs> you're a military family mm-hmm. so have you been moving around a lot yes um so my how has that been with with doctors and therapists and everything because i hear from a lot Mm -hmm. of people and we've been through it the wait lists right for everything um so the military has this program called and i'm pretty sure it's across all services called um the exceptional family member program and unfortunately for a lot of families that have children with disabilities or you know um, loved one with disabilities in them it means that they can't go overseas um we're very very lucky that uh, in this regard, I guess we could look at it positively, like because um, my son was diagnosed after we'd already been stationed in Hawaii. Um, mm-hmm. he, we didn't have an issue going there because he we he was he he went there without being diagnosed. Um, but right. now I know that we would never be able to go to like Germany or Japan um, because he has this diagnosis. And those, um, of course, those services are available in country, but like. It would still have to be under the military healthcare system. So because we can't receive those services from them, we can't (laughs) go overseas. Um, We could probably go to Hawaii or Alaska, um, but because of my husband's job, we can't go to Alaska, which is not the end of the world. (laughs) It's so cold there. (laughs) Um, But I guess once you get orders for a military family, um, you have to find out if those services are available within like, I don't know, if something like a, don't quote me on this, but a 50 mile-ish radius or something like that. Okay. Um, and that's just so that it's easy for the family to get to those services. Because I definitely, I spend two hours on the road every day already taking my son to um, his therapies. So it's just like, if I had to travel 50 miles one way, that would be like a lot, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, he, I think we've also been really blessed that he's, been born into the military so he has already gotten used to it so there wasn't an adjustment period of us moving the only thing that it's been is that every time we move to a new duty station he keeps saying he wants to go home and he doesn't understand that 
home is where we are now, not where we used to right. be, you know? So, um, that's been a little bit of an adjustment, but otherwise, um, he's been doing really great. It's just finding those really great services. And although I'm really excited that we do have orders to leave Colorado, I'm kind of sad because from what I understand, Colorado is supposed to be like one of the top states for autism services. Okay. And I'm like, oh, we really have this great like OT and PT and ABA and I don't <laughs> Yeah, I, that's got that's got to be a tough part. Because, yeah, I, you know, I, I I hope this doesn't happen, but you know, like even if even if you move to a state that's got a good uh, reputation mm-hmm. for autism services, you know, uh, I, I know from our experience, having anytime we've had to change therapists, it's been rough. Right. Um, so, you know, you, you hate to see for whatever reason it is you're moving or they move or whatever right. um, to, you know, have to say goodbye to these therapists that you, you know, that are really helpful and that you enjoy, and, right. you know, your kids get a lot out of. And they kind of feel like they're starting to become a part of your family, too, you know, in a way. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, I know. I know. You you talk to them. You talk to them all the time. Uh, you know, some if they come to your house, they're, you know, right. they're, they're, they're in your home. You know, mm-hmm. and and it's one of those things where you kind of get used to them having them around. It's right. not like, oh, you know, the, those first couple of visits, you're rushing around to clean yeah. and, and, <laughs> and act like you've got your stuff together. Right. But, you know, after that honeymoon period, all of a sudden you don't, you know, you don't care anymore no. if the house is a little messy or, you know, <laughs> so the true. dishes are in the sink, whatever. Don't judge me. This is the way I live. Like, <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> We're all not perfect at right. home. <laughs> yeah. So you are, you were a travel agent, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, I was. And then after your experiences in Turkey and Disney World, you became a certified autism travel agent. Did I say that right? Yep, yep absolutely. Um, okay. So I was selling like, so I opened my business uh, in 2018 and I was just doing like Disney and family vacations. And then when my son got his diagnosis, um, I was like, gosh, this is really hard planning trips for us because while like getting to Turkey was easy because he's like, you know, used to being on the plane and all that kind of stuff. Um, it was just being there that was difficult. And then as they said, Disney was really difficult. And I was like, you know, there has to be stuff out there for autistic families to be able to travel because um, you know, there's beaches and I know that now <laughs> that Disney has a, a, the disability access service, which I didn't know right. beforehand. And, um, I just like, this is so difficult. And I went searching for these programs and all I found really at the time, um, was this is all right before the pandemic happened, <laughs> um, was that there was beaches and there's like a couple resorts here and there. And I found one, vacation home that was autistic friendly or autism friendly, excuse me. Um, and it just seemed like there wasn't enough in the travel industry. And like, as I started Mm -hmm. digging down this rabbit hole, I kept finding that there's families that want to travel, but they don't because there's not services out there for them to travel or, you know, programs that understand like how to, um, like how to handle an autistic child in the kids club or something like that. So I decided that if I'm struggling, (laughs) there must be other families out there that are struggling too. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Can't just be me. (laughs) So I, um, uh, 
So I opened my own, uh, well, I pivoted my business to focus on families with autism and helping them find the the programs that I've been finding on my own and um, especially like services like um, one of my favorites is, um, excuse me, TSA Cares, which a lot of people don't seem to know about and being able to just get just a little bit of support, like getting through the airport, because that can be really hard, especially if your child's never traveled before. Um, yeah. And you're just getting that extra support of like, hey, we just need a little bit more time, or like, please don't put my kids to the extra machine, they're gonna like flip out, <laughs> you know? Um, or in the case of us, like I was traveling solo to, um, <clears throat> Oh my God, where was I going? I don't even remember, but I was going somewhere with my boys by myself and the TSA agent, after I signed up for care, she walked me all the way to my gate while pushing my stroller while I was baby carrying and holding my oldest son's hand. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh my God, this program is so amazing. But there's, there's so many people that are like, are so many services that are rolling out that it's just like, it's great in this regard for the pandemic that like more tourism suppliers are seeing like, hey, there are families with disabilities that want to travel and we're not catering to them whatsoever, you know? Right. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, absolutely. Right. And it's, it's beautiful to see that they're finally like, okay, now we're going to make these really small baby steps, which I'm glad that they're doing. Um, I'm bringing it. <laughs> he wants his kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Three-year-olds. Um, but I feel like they are, they're doing like a great, uh, how do I say it? Like first step into like becoming more aware that there are autistic travelers out there and, you know, making things accessible for people. Cause it really wasn't, you know, right. as much as it is now. Yeah, exactly. Like they're just starting out and uh, you know, I, I think too, is like, do you communicate, like say you've got mm -hmm. a family that needs to fly, like, especially now with all the safety measures and COVID right. measures in place. Because I know I see like a few times a month, families with autistic kids that have trouble keeping their masks on, on mm -hmm. the plane and stuff like that. So like, do you communicate with like an airline ahead of time? Like what is your mask policy? Um, you know what I mean? As it relates to, you know, anybody on the spectrum and things like that. So when I'm working with a client, I start from the like very beginning stages with that. And um, I know what the mask policies are because I, I talk to the airlines a lot about what they right. are so that my client is set up to know like, okay, you need to get XYZ documentation to fly so that if um, so you could have a mass exemption for that child. And these are the reasons why, um, because thankfully a lot of the airlines are doing that now, as opposed to a few months ago, they were not doing that, which is not fair because some people have to travel for medical reasons too, even during this pandemic, you know? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, I saw a family that was from Oklahoma, mm -hmm. I think that had to travel out to Vegas and on the way out to Vegas, it was no right. issues. But on the way back, the same airline, I believe, um, you know, they ran into mm. trouble because their kid, you know, couldn't, you know, which is fine. They couldn't keep right. the mask on. Right. Which is, it's really unfortunate. But I, I, um, I really try to set my clients up for success by having all these things 
in place before that they right. go so that that issue doesn't come up. Right. Yeah. Now, do you, or if, can you give tips for people like how to prep their kids? Yeah, absolutely. Because like you said earlier with airports, anytime you mm-hmm. have to fly, you know, you've got long lines. Right. You, you could encounter late, a late plane or a delay or mechanical issues or, you know, a million <laughs> and one things could go wrong. Absolutely. And even when everything goes right, there's still a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so how can we prep our kids to, especially first time flyers, to let them know what to expect? So the first biggest thing, and I cannot wait until this program comes back, is um, Winks for Autism. Um, it is a like dry run program that you can sign up mm-hmm. for um, like way before your trip to know like this is what's going to be expected at the airport. So it's like a like a, I don't know, a physical social story. <laughs> I guess that's how it's because, you right. know, you go to the airport um, and they will like check your bags and you'll go through security. And then once you get through security, you'll go to your gate and then um, at the gate, you'll get on you know, the plane and then they, like you're actually on the plane and then they'll like taxi and then come back and then you guys will deboard or deplane, excuse me, and then go to baggage claim. And it's really like, this is step-by-step exactly what's going to happen. And I love this program. I cannot wait for it to come back. I know it's, it's hard with this pandemic, but, um, it's, it's a wonderful program to get, you know, used to that. But Mm -hmm. because we're not doing that program right now, something I always say, of course, is social stories um, to share with your child if they, you know, if they like them or it's acceptable, you know, whichever. Um, The big thing for us is I always get my oldest son involved in the the plannings and like letting him know and talking with him about, hey, we're going to go to, I don't know, Las Vegas, for instance, and um, this is what's going to happen potentially on the plane. Um, and I always sign up for things, like I said, like TSA cares because they will support you. And that helps you like getting through security quickly. Um, typically it's through the, the, um, TSA pre-check line. So the, you don't have to wait as long as you would, um, (laughs) during normal security. Um, and then another program that I, I really endorse and it helps, especially for airports that are participating is the sunflower lanyard program. And this is a a program that rolled out in the UK, but it lets people know that your child or you has a hidden disability and that you might need more time or um, assistance through getting um, through the airport, which is a phenomenal program. (laughs) It's really great. Um, Oh my gosh. There's so many other things, but those are the, those are the top of my list of, things to prepare for before flying. And then my biggest thing is, especially if a client has never, ever flown before is I say, don't fly longer than a couple of hours. And I mean like maybe three <laughs> hours max, okay. just so that your child gets yeah. used to it and is not like flipping out on eight hour plane ride, you know? Um, right. Yeah, <laughs> like if you live in the States, go to Vegas or I don't know, my favorite place right now is Mesa because they, um, uh, they're an autism certified city, which is amazing. <laughs> the whole city of Mesa, Arizona is like autism friendly and accepting. And I always tell my clients, like, if you've never, ever, ever traveled before and you're U.S. based, please go to Mesa because that's typically like a four hour flight from almost anywhere in the U.S. And I think that 
that's totally right. reasonable. And then going to a place that, you know, will be um, very considerate of your child's needs, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you so much mm-hmm. for hopping on today. This is really uh, helpful and informative, especially now that, um, you know, thankfully the world's starting right. to open back up little by little and people are starting to venture out. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad for that because I'm getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, we've got a couple trips planned in the summer. I, I, I'm right, <laughs> me too. So we kind of we kept it local right. last summer. So now you know now we're ready to now we're and ready. To I get totally out. understand. I'm I'm I want to go somewhere, but with this move coming up, I'm like, well, we're moving to Florida, so <laughs> like, <laughs> I have that to look forward to. And then once we're there, I can be like, all right, now we're going to. I don't know if Japan opens back up. That's the top yeah. of my list right now. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So where can people connect with you on social media? Yeah, you can find you? me on Facebook and Instagram. It's the same exact handle, Lily with one L, not two, L-I-L-Y and Magnolia Travel. Um, or you can find me on my website, www.lilyandmagnoliatravel.com. Sorry. That's all right. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you so much for coming on today. <laughs> thank you, Fred. It. it was really fun talking today. I can't let you guys go without the Spectrum Dad joke of the week. So here we go. What do you call an ant who fights crime? A vigilante. Don't forget, guys, to, if you can, go ahead and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps make my podcast more visible for people looking out for this sort of thing. If you want to connect with me, hook up with me on Instagram at the Spectrum Dad Pod. If you want to be a guest, I'd love to hear from you or just shoot me any questions you have. So I will talk to you guys next week. See ya.